Hello, sweet parents. Welcome to the When Our Adult Children Walk Away podcast. My name is Dr. Janet Steinkamp, and during each episode of When Our Adult Children Walk Away, I will provide my professional and personal insights, information, and opportunities for your self-reflection and growth, tips and tricks to make every day count, and encouragement to keep moving forward. I'm here to help you dig deep and get down to the root causes so that you can find your way out of the darkness to a positive and lasting relationship. Grab your notebook and a pen, settle into your favorite chair, and let's get to it. In today's episode of When Our Adult Children Walk Away, we're going to talk about grief. We're going to talk about the stages of grief, the cycle of grief, and moving through the grief cycle. We're going to look at grief in situations of estrangement when our adult children pull away or cut ties. This is the first of a seven part series. In this episode, I'll provide an overview of grief and we'll talk about the role it plays in our experience as parents of estranged children. In the following six episodes, we will dig into each stage of grief as a specific topic. A quick note here, If you've not already listened to my episode on the continuum of estrangement, I'd recommend that you do. I believe it's episode two, and the reason it's important to know where your particular situation falls on the continuum of estrangement is that it will give you context for the various stages of grief and the work that we're doing in them. At the conclusion of this episode, you'll know the six stages of grief and we'll have a general understanding of the purpose of each stage and the work we do in each stage. Let's start with a definition of grief. So the formal definition of grief is a keen mental suffering or distress over affliction or loss, sharp sorrow, and painful regret. With this definition in mind, let's look at the work that Uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross did in the early 1960s. She is the preeminent expert of grief and really defined the original five stages. Her stages of grief are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Her work really focused on loss and grief due to death. And Dr. Kubler-Ross defined her stages in order she suggested that we move through grief in a linear fashion. Step one, two, three, four, and when we were done, we were done. She put a time stamp on it of about two years and suggested that if we spent too much time in any one stage, it was unhealthy, that we could not miss stages and that we needed to go through the stages in order. In her subsequent research, she changed her mind on a few things. She moved to a position where people moved through grief in a cyclical fashion, not necessarily in the same order, nor in the same length of time. Where Dr. Kubler-Ross's earliest work focused on death and dying, the loss of estrangement is different in several key ways. The first is that the loss is based on a decision, the choice by one person to cut ties with another. They continue to live, They continue to move on with their life, but they choose not to have us in that life. This is what we refer to as ambiguous loss or loss that cannot be resolved. I often hear people say that the loss of an adult child due to estrangement is more painful than the death of a child. This statement makes me a little uncomfortable because I've never experienced the loss of a child to death. 
both of my children are living, one of my children chose to step away from me. And as painful and crippling as that experience was, I can't make the statement that it is more or less painful than the loss of a child to death. I'd encourage people to avoid that comparison and also acknowledge that the pain of estrangement is excruciating. It's beyond our control, our world feels wrecked, and the future looks pretty bleak. I think of grief and the intensity of our experience of grief as it relates to the law of physics that says to every action there is an equal and opposite reaction. Such is the cycle of grief. Remember, the definition is the keen mental suffering or distress over affliction or loss, sharp sorrow and painful regret. Let's apply that to the six stages of grief associated with estrangement. They are denial, anger, despair, acceptance, transformation, and maintenance. Let's dig into denial a little bit. Denial is the stage grounded in our defense mechanisms. Parents that I work with who are in the stage of denial usually have an all-hands-on-deck or full-court press approach. Their defense mechanisms are in full use. They refuse to believe the situation is what it is. They modify their story to protect themselves from the truth. Sometimes they tell me that they're gaining perspective, which in this stage is more of a fine-tuning of the story to protect themselves from blame and shame and the other emotions associated with estrangement. Parents begin to withdraw. We reject facts. We reject other people's warnings. And we try to contradict and explain away what's right in front of us. Denial can look like avoidance, procrastination, forgetting. We're easily distracted. We maybe drive from point A to B and we don't remember how we got there. We sit in shock and numbness, confusion. We shut down. As our defense mechanisms begin to weaken, we move into the second stage, which is anger. In anger, we rally against what our adult children and perhaps others around us are telling us about the situation. Interestingly, in anger, the intensity of our emotion is a direct reflection of the fear and pain we hide behind our anger. When we're in the anger stage, it can look like pessimism, cynicism, sarcasm. We might be really irritable. We might be aggressive. We might become more passive aggressive. We may get into more arguments or even physical fights at work with neighbors, our friends, our loved ones. We might increase our use of alcohol and drugs or other numbing behaviors. We feel frustration and impatience, resentment. We begin to feel embarrassment and shame. We rage against the facts and the reality. We're feeling out of control. As our defense mechanisms and our anger begin to subside, we begin to feel the fear and pain that we've been hiding. We move into the very beginning of our ability to understand and recognize our reality. We begin to understand how our relationship was experienced by our adult child. We begin to see ourselves through our adult child's eyes. And this is where the shame and blame begin to take root and eventually come into full bloom. 
Again, remember, we are moving back and forth, moment to moment, between these stages. We can be laughing one minute, crying another minute, angry in the next. It fluctuates very quickly. And then we begin to add the stage of despair, the helplessness, shame, blame, exhaustion, and hopelessness. I hear parents in the stage of despair begin to ruminate over the future and the past. They overthink and they worry. In this stage, people compare themselves to others. You might get into a Facebook group, for example, online, a support group, and compare one person's story to your own, to our own experience with our adult child. People share in those support groups very freely. It's tempting to look at someone else's situation and measure our own. And as you might imagine, there's a great risk of depression here. People often report the overwhelming sense of sadness and despair, helplessness and hopelessness. In any one of these three first stages, there are differences in appetite and sleep patterns, reduced or accelerated energy, reduced social interest, reduced motivation, our emotional range is like a yo-yo. Again, I mentioned this earlier, in one minute we might be crying and in the next minute we might be feeling just fine. We can see one commercial that doesn't affect us at all and the next commercial we're sobbing. We can be in a meeting and need to get up and leave for no reason. Our emotions bounce back and forth. We talk a lot about triggering in this stage and actually in all three of the first stages where we feel like we've been able to pull ourselves together and get our feet on the ground and move through our day like we would have prior to the estrangement, only to falter and at the exhaustion of the energy it takes, we begin to fall apart again. When we are tired of this cycle, when we're through with this cycle and ready to move on, we make a decision to actively move into acceptance. This doesn't mean that we're not experiencing distress, emotions, or trauma. They're still real. It does not mean that we condone what's happening. We don't agree with the estrangement. It doesn't mean that we take responsibility for the full estrangement. We begin to accept and identify our behaviors that contributed. We begin to take responsibility and hold ourselves accountable for what we did contribute. In the stage of acceptance, it means that we are noticing what we're fighting against. We validate our desire to fight against it, and we reorient ourselves to the reality of the moment. We accept our circumstances for what they are, and we begin to define and embrace the work that we need to do. Acceptance means that we are not getting stuck in or that we're getting unstuck from those first three stages. Acceptance requires a non-judgmental and a safe place to grow. It takes some curiosity and a willingness to open ourselves up to learning, and we have to decide. We learn to accept ourselves for all of our imperfections, and we begin to accept our adult children for all of their imperfections. Acceptance is really a place where we prepare to transform, to take our new self-awareness and move into transformation. This is grounded in hope. We are hopeful again. We can begin to see the light at the end of the tunnel. 
We begin to feel empowered. We look for opportunities to learn. And as we learn and grow, we become increasingly more confident to forgive ourselves and to forgive our adult children. We're proud of what we're doing. We have wisdom about ourselves and about our situation. We're able to have some self-compassion, recognize that we are good enough and that we want to expand and grow and move to a position that we are the parents our adult children are asking us to be, that we have learned how to be a safe place for our adult children, a person that they want to come to and spend time with. We're still not sure, though, how to do it. We need to move into the transformation stage. The stage of transformation is grounded in hope. We can begin to see the light. We're moving out of the darkness and into a position of empowerment. We decide we're going to learn what we need to learn and where we're going to learn it. We look for resources. We look for positive people to be around who can help us learn more about ourselves. We recognize our flaws and our shortcomings and we focus our energy on that need to prepare to repair. We look for opportunities to become ready, to communicate better, and demonstrate that we are doing our work. We're becoming the parents our adult children asked us to be. Let's use the amends letter as the example. People often say, I wrote letters, emails, texts, they were not responded to. This is typically in the first three stages, when we are in denial, when we're angry, and when we are in despair. We have not yet done our work, and our adult children can hear it. When we are in the stage of acceptance and transformation, our communications change, our tone changes, our vocabulary changes. Those letters of amends written during the stages of acceptance and transformation may make a difference. The first one, they may not read. The second one, they may not read. It may be that over time they get curious. They're doing their own work. They are moving into their own lives. And so they may become ready to crack open the door and let us show them that we've done our work. The last stage of grief is the maintenance stage, and that comes at the beginning of our reconnection, when we begin to have communication. In the very initial steps, life feels so fragile. Everything is so fragile. We're afraid of every word. When we send a text, if we send a text, if we say yes, what if we say no? All of the work that gets done in the initial stages of maintenance is very tender and sensitive. It's like a newborn relationship. And in our new stage of transformation, in our new level of self-awareness, we can make mistakes, own them, apologize effectively. In many cases, our adult children begin to allow us to be human. The pain that they experience has been alleviated to some extent, and they're ready to take a chance again. We want to be ready for those opportunities. We want to have done our work in the acceptance stage, moved into transformation, and be ready for maintenance. So yes, there are very strong similarities to the five stages of grief associated with the death of a loved one, that level of loss. But unlike grief related to death, we have the opportunity to accept, transform, and prepare to reconnect. We have the ability to develop the knowledge and skills needed 
to reestablish and maintain relationships with our adult living children. Maintenance is the final of the six stages of grief associated with estrangement. We've covered today denial, anger, despair, acceptance, transformation, and maintenance. We've talked about the role of depression and how people can get stuck in those first three stages. We need to decide and dedicate ourselves to move into acceptance, transformation, and finally maintenance. Today I've shared a summary of each stage in this cycle of grief, and we've talked a little bit about the work we do in each of the stages. For your convenience, I highly recommend that you subscribe or follow this podcast so that announcements come directly to you when new podcast episodes are dropped. I see by the clock now we're starting to run out of time, so let me quickly say that people, I want to hear your story. We just added the feature to our When Our Adult Children Walk Away website where you can voice record your story or your questions and they'll come right to my email box. I'll respond directly to you in 24 to 48 hours and I'll listen to understand your pain to help you walk out of the darkness. We'll make sure we don't leave the good parts out and there were plenty of good parts in your past. You may feel like you've been given more pain than you can handle and that everything you thought was true about you, your child, and your family has been shattered. I'm here to tell you that you can survive this hell. You can put the pieces of your life back together in a way that is more true, that's healthier, and that's safe for your adult child. Let me help you reclaim your joy and crawl back from the edge of despair. I'm so happy you made it to the end of this episode today. If you're feeling a bit more hopeful and like what you've heard here, please share this podcast with someone who you know is also struggling as a parent in their relationship with their adult child or other family member and who could use some hope, help, and healing. If you have a second, I'd love it if you'd leave me a thumbs up, click on the word follow, and head on over to the When Our Adult Children Walk Away website. So until next time, my friends, be brave, be kind to yourselves, and stay hopeful.